I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with your card out. You know, with all the short episodes I've been doing lately, I thought, you know, it's been a while since I've done any sort of, like, multi-part thing, so maybe it's time to do that. So what I decided on was Saga Frontier, the PS1 soundtrack, or the PS1 game that came out way back when, and, um, yeah, I just had a remaster pretty recently, so let's go ahead and, uh, let's dig into that a little bit, huh? So, Saga Frontier originally released on the PlayStation July 11th, 1997 in North America, or in Japan, and then in North America, March 31st, 1998. Um, I just mentioned a remaster was recently released, and it came out on Android, iOS, Windows, PlayStation 4, and I believe... Oh, and Switch! Yeah, and Switch. How did I forget Switch? I don't want to say the most important, but one of the most important consoles at the moment. A lot of work went into that one, even going so far as to adding a character that was cut from the original version of that game. So they, you know, sort of flushed it out a little bit more, and it was more than just a simple, like, retreading of the same game. Kenji Ito is one of is uh, one of those composers that has a long and storied career, but I don't feel like he really gets his due. He joined Square right out of college in 1990, with his first work being Saga 2. Hihoi Densetsu, um, otherwise known as Final Fantasy Legend 2, he would stand with Square for another 11 years, working on other games like Seiken Densetsu, the three romancing saga games, Chocobo's Dungeon 2, Chocobo's Raci Racing, and Tobol No. 1. After leaving Square in 2001, he would become a freelancer, but would continue to work with Square quite a bit as well. Some of the better-known games he worked on during that period are Shadow Hearts Covenant, Romancing Saga, see, more saga, uh, Children of Mana, remaking the soundtrack for his first game with Sword of Mana, Dawn of Mana, Terra Battle, and Saga Scarlet Grace. Uh, as needless to say, his work is pretty tied um, with Mana and the Saga series, although uh, Hiroki Kikuta and Yoko Shimomura tend to get the nod for the best music of the Mana series with Secret of Mana and Legend of Mana, respectively. So with that, why don't we go ahead and let's kick off this sort of a long episode for a change here. Uh, the first track we're going to be listening to today is Dawn of a Journey.
really uh, makes you feel like that's the menu music. I don't remember off the top of my head because it has been, um, you know, more than 20 years since I played Saga Frontier. Yes, I probably should buy that remaster. I said I was going to, but I have bought every Saga game that's come out so far on the Switch. So, you know, I think I can, even that collection that was a little mm, bit of a letdown. But anyway, um, yeah, I should probably buy that just to kind of back up my stuff that like, you know, you put a Saga game out, I'll buy it. So anyway, yeah, it kind of feels a little bit like the Final Fantasy, um, like menu music, just kind of peaceful, not really doing too much, just something to kind of keep you... I guess interested while something's going while nothing's really going on. So yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to something a little bit more, uh, let's say motivating. And that is the opening title theme. See, the thing I think I like so much about the Saga Frontier soundtrack is it kind of sounds like a, um, let's say a Final Fantasy soundtrack on the Super Nintendo just uh, kind of beefed up a little bit. You know, the, Super, or the, uh, the Super Nintendo does have a pretty good uh, sound chip, but the capabilities of the PlayStation, of course, really opened up things. And one can make the argument that the PlayStation sort of has one of the is sort of like the last console that had truly memorable and distinctive video game music, whereas now a lot of video game soundtracks kind of go for more full-blown like symphonic stuff that doesn't really have the same like melodies that original you know older video game music does because it they can 
be a little bit longer with the compositions and, you know, make a full use of an orchestra instead of, um, you know, just like, hey, here, we just have to have this catchy loop that'll not drive somebody batshit insane in, um, you know, 30 second intervals, but also has to be kind of catchy and keep people motivated to play and interested in playing. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a mm, tough balance, I think, to catch with uh, that kind of cross-generation stuff there once you cross not cross-generation but crossing the generation from the playstation to the playstation 2 there's a definite disparity in the amount of video game music i think is really memorable I, I don't know one could argue that the playstation has one of the finest uh libraries of video game soundtracks but you know that's uh, maybe a personal taste thing i don't know anyway let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track and that is margmel in ruin i hope i'm saying that right margmel it's m-a-r-g-m-e-l so yeah uh, your guess is as good as mine but anyway here it is margmel in ruin Now, obviously, something being in ruin probably isn't a good thing, but I get a lot of uh, sense of, like, this is, like, a home of some sort. Actually, this whole track kind of reminds me of Hometown from Terra Enigma, if you remember doing that back, like, 30 episodes, 25 episodes ago, which has been quite a while. So I'll forgive you if you uh, that was your one and only listen to the Terra Enigma soundtrack. But that's definitely the vibe I got from it. It's a nice, peaceful little track, but also there's a little bit of a hint of morose because, um, obviously, something not great happened. And, yeah. So why don't we go ahead and we'll move on to something maybe a little bit less disheartening sounding, and that is going to be Junk. No, it's not my opinion of the track. That's just the name of it is Junk. So, yeah, here's Junk. Thank you. 
Again, not really sure of the background on the track itself, but, you know, definitely gives a village vibe. It seems pretty peaceful. So I don't know. Maybe it's somebody who lives in a junkyard and that's their home or something like that. Could be. I don't know. Bit of a stretch. Who knows? But yeah, just a nice peaceful little track with a nice little flute kind of undertone thing going on there. So, all right, let's go ahead and let's move on to something a little bit more um, peppy, I think. And that is Alkaiser Attacks. Actually, I should probably retake that because it's uh, with an exclamation point at the end. So it's Alkaiser Attacks. Yeah, there you go. I think this track sort of personifies what I was trying to say earlier about feeling like a Super Nintendo soundtrack, just uh, kind of beefed up there. This wouldn't feel out of place on a Super Nintendo soundtrack of some sort, but it's a little too capable. I, in a, I guess in an audio sense, there's a little too much going on for a Super Nintendo track. There's a whole hell of a lot of uh, peppiness going on and instrumentation that the Super Nintendo just wasn't really quite capable of pulling off with its, uh, you know, its sampling chip. So, yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the next one, and that is, uh, I surely should try to uh, suss out how you say these things. Maybe it's supposed to be Alice, but it's uh, Asilus. It's A-S-E-L-L-U-S. I believe there's a character named Alice, so I'm going to go ahead and just say that's Alice's theme. This is what I get sometimes for uh, pulling the track listing off of a Japanese uh, translation thing, right? Yeah, it couldn't be not so great of an idea. So anyway, here it is. Here's Alice's theme. I'm hoping I'm getting that right. Thank you. 
Alice's theme wouldn't feel out of place in a uh, Castlevania soundtrack. I feel like it would kind of blend pretty well with the Symphony of the Night soundtrack. I kind of really like the little bit of a slight, like, kind of gothic undertones there with the, like, the harpsichord kind of in the background and everything. Just the percussion, the way it's laid out kind of just really strikes me as a Symphony of the Night kind of spoof but you know inspired by perhaps yeah you know something like that i think it was um uh geez um zuki was it ikatani who yeah on one of the power rangers episodes they did way back when um there was a track there that that literally sounded like he was trying to put an application into a composer battle or a castlevania soundtrack because yeah boy it for everything it was it uh was a uh, castlevania track because boy did it sound like a castlevania game boy track so anyway let's go ahead and move on to the next one and that is uncertainty Okay, totally was not intentional that I would have two tracks back-to-back that would very much sound like that, like Castlevania stuff, because it kind of reeks of it, too. There's definitely a little bit of a, uh, like, sanctuary-type sound feeling towards that. Just the organ in there in particular really kind of does that, and then that harpsichord sound going again. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a theme for these last two tracks. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next one, and that is... I pretty sure sounds differently. I, I always go through and pick out the tracks before we do this, or before I do this, and then kind of don't listen to it for a little while to not be surprised, but be kind of surprised when I'm having the playlist kind of going through. So yeah, so uh, hopefully Dungeon 1, which is our next track, doesn't sound uh, exactly like a Castlevania um, uh, B-side sort of thing. <laughs> All right, here is Dungeon 1. Thank you. 
Okay, I think we went ahead and uh, broke that trend there. It does not really sound like Castlevania music at all. If anything, I kind of get a little bit of a Secret Evermore vibe for, from it. If Yeah, I'm throwing out stuff out there that, that we haven't talked about before, so who knows. But yeah, this uh, this is another one that really sounds like, oh, this would not be completely out of place on a Super Nintendo. It might be like, holy shit, they're really like wrangling everything they can out of the Super Nintendo sound chip if they pulled this off. But I, again, I think this is something that maybe the Super Nintendo wouldn't be quite capable of doing without a little assistance of some sort maybe <laughs> i don't know anyway let's go ahead and move on to the next one and that is a battle number one yes my battle themes you know i love them and boy saga has got some really good battle music so here's the first one Baseline does sound a little bit like Final Fantasy VI's battle music, but hey, you know, if you're going to just take something, the baseline isn't a bad thing to do, I suppose. It's not blatant or anything, but it does kind of remind me of that. And again, this does sound like it wouldn't be out of place on the, uh, you know, 16-bit generation, but it's more the percussion and that baseline that really sound like it, you know, kind of that slap bass thing going on, but... There's a little too much going on with the stuff in the foreground there that you're like, oh, okay, well, this is clearly not on the Super Nintendo. There's no way the Super Nintendo could really pull this off uh, unassisted because, yeah, there's just instrumentation choices that use in this that just were not in the Super Nintendo's uh, sample channels uh, repertoire of sorts. So, all right, let's go ahead and let's move on to the victory theme. I guess this is the after battle victory theme. Yeah, you know what I'm, yeah, you're not dumb. I don't know why I'm explaining this to you. You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm trying to say. Let's just go ahead and listen to victory. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Exclamation point at the end of it. Victory! Ugh, I hate doing that. Do I, do I need to keep doing that? Eh, it's a gag at this point, right? It's a bit. Just a running bit. Anyway, here. Here's victory. Victory! Victory! Uh. 
I'm, I can stop saying not wholly out of place on the Super Nintendo, right? Because it kind of seems to be the theme for every track here, except the ones that really uh, sound like they were coming from Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. So, yeah. Yeah, a pretty simple victory theme, but I thought all in all pretty good. I mean, you know, you got good battle music. You're probably going to have good victory music, too. So, anyway, let's go ahead, and I, I don't really have much to say about it. So, we're just going to move on to a new land. It's to a new land. So, we're going to move on to, to a new land. Boy, you know, sometimes I hate talking. Uh, I just wish I could make this a playlist and kind of do it that way, but that wouldn't really be a podcast then, would it? It would just be a playlist, and that sort of defeats the purpose of me doing this. So, anyway, here is To a New Land. No exclamation point that time, so I don't have to do that running gag anymore. Okay, here we go. The more I really kind of sit and listen to this and really think about why I like the soundtrack so much, the more I think it's because it reminds me so much of other soundtracks I like a lot. Like, this doesn't really make me think of Final Fantasy VI's airship theme or anything like that, you know, um, but definitely kind of makes me think of an airship theme of sorts. It's a really good one, too, and I like the hell out of it. So, yeah, kind of hard to complain about that. I don't know if that's exactly what's going on in this section, but, or, you know, whenever the song plays, is maybe it's an overworld theme. I don't really know. I should really play Saga Frontier. I... I really bounced off that game when I was younger because I didn't really understand what the hell it was doing. And Saga games aren't the most um, inviting, uh, understandable. Uh, they might be a little obtuse, some would argue, but they're really rewarding once you kind of get into them. But yeah, if you don't really willing to sit down and really give it a go, it might not really work for you. It's just the guy who played Tactics Ogre for like 400 hours on the PlayStation 1. You know, he was throwing rocks at people for you level up there for hours and hours and hours and yeah play that game through four five six times i don't know how many times but yeah anyway let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one and that is uh caballero clan confrontation yeah, i think god my spanish came in handy a little bit no i don't speak spanish but i have it in my heritage so i can sort of pronounce it yeah anyway uh caballero clan confrontation <laughs> Thank you. 
definitely one of my favorites that isn't a battle theme from this game. It's got a great little, like, you know, just a percussion going on. That flute, the, you know, the higher-pitched flute sound there. Uh, just everything in this track just really, really strikes for me. I... I wish I could put it into words maybe a little bit better, and that's maybe something I should work on as a uh, host of a video game music podcast, but hey, we're nearly 60 episodes into this thing, and I haven't really had any complaints so far, right? Right. <laughs> it's just This is all just me being enthusiastic about it and being a radio show host of sorts. So yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Ancient Tomb of Say. Sai? S-E-I. Say. I believe that's Say. Anyway, here is Ancient Tomb of that one. Normally not really my thing as far as music styles go, but I do appreciate a good, um, you know, kind of tension builder, something that really kind of puts you on edge and makes you just like feel uncomfortable knowing that like there's some big evil thing or something just kind of spooky or creepy or just something to be aware of. And that's kind of what the vibe I get from this. I almost get, oh God, I'm going to compare it to Curtain Trigger, aren't I? Um, kind of the theme that you get when you're in going through Magus's castle or tower or whatever it is. So, yeah. Anyway, let's go on to another ancient tomb, and that is the ancient tomb of Mu. Thank you. 
Okay, I said that wrong, and apparently I've been maybe saying that wrong my whole life. It's Mew. So, yeah, it's M-U. I, you know, I had some gamer plates for my uh, A86 I used to autocross, and they were Project Mew. So I was saying that wrong the whole time. I just was like, hey, you know, I wonder if I'm saying that correctly. And then I Googled it, and yeah, apparently not. It's, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Good stuff. Not Definitely not um, anywhere near as, uh, let's say, uh, moody as the ancient tomb of say is say 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 this one is definitely a little bit more bombastic than that one i again yeah you know if you go back and listen to some of the other stuff i've played uh especially the bat and kaito soundtracks um or bat and kaito soundtrack the you know i like bombastic stuff uh, especially matoi sakuraba's uh you know kind of prog rock bombastic shit i love that stuff so uh yeah this is one that was a pretty easy like oh yeah i'm putting this on here the Ancient Tomb of Sai, say, uh, was one I was a little, like, up in the air about, but I was like, hey, you know what, let's just go for most of the first disc. There was a couple here I skipped out, but I thought that was a uh, pretty good one to keep on. So, anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to something you know I'm going to dig, and that is the second battle theme. Yeah, yeah, battle themes, good stuff and saga stuff, right? Right. <laughs> Definitely a little bit more intense sounding than the first battle theme. Like, the first one's got a little bit more of a kind of fast rhythm to it. This one is a little bit more, um, I don't want to say methodical to a point, but it definitely makes you feel like this is a little bit more than just a simple battle. This is maybe a boss battle. It almost, God, there it's a Chrono Trigger 2 here, um, you know, kind of sounds like one of the Lavos fights there. It kind of just reminds me of that, that little bit of that that sci-fi sound that's kind of in the background there. Just a lot of good stuff with these battle themes. There is a battle uh, battle theme, like, CD, basically, of a bunch of Saga, from a bunch of Saga games. And that is a delight, because, oh boy, man, it just kind of gets to everything that you want from Saga soundtracks if you're into battle music, which I am. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Leonard's Laboratory. Thank you. 
Okay, kind of speaking of a little bit of a sci-fi feel there, but kind of a cheesy, kind of um, fun sci-fi. Not really so much anything, um, you know, like you'd hear in like the, the first Mass Effect soundtrack or something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little kind of fun thing. I kind of put this one in here just to show the diversity of the Saga soundtrack or Saga Frontier soundtrack because this is very much unlike anything else that is in the game, and it's pretty fun to listen to. It's not one I normally will sit there and like listen to, but... It's something to point out on the first disc as being worth mentioning, I suppose, just because of the complete stylistic divergence from the rest of the soundtrack. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is the theme of the Cygnus. Theme of the Cygnus, not the theme of the Cygnus. Dear God, Jason, I... <sighs> is, is it getting more noticeable? I'm not editing around myself quite as much because I'm allowing a few more mistakes because I think it makes me sound more human. Yeah, anyway, here is theme of the Cygnus. That's another thing Kenji Ito does very well, is like town themes. I thought this was a very nice, just relaxing little one to kind of listen to. It's not a not a whole hell of a lot going on, but it's just nice and simple and just 
very something, very much something that you can kind of vibe to and just kind of relax to. It's a nice uh, piece for writing if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, if you're looking for uh, video game music to write to, this is definitely one of those. That's a uh, that's a good fit for that. Uh, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Baccarat. Okay, is it Baccarat or Baccarat? Baccarat. I'm going to say Baccarat. That's the way I've always heard it. So I'll just go with that. I'm not going to make it weird for me and uh, look it up and find out I've been wrong my whole life too with Baccarat. Anyway, Baccarat, here it is. I'm not really sure what the that horn is that beep, 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 beep thing is supposed to be. I kind of dig it though. It's a little weird. It just kind of reminds me of like this little kind of funky jam band thing going on with this track, even though it's very structured. So yeah, obviously it's not a jam band thing because there's structure to it, and I hate jam bands because, dear God, I don't like stru- or no structure in my music. So anyway, yeah, good stuff. A L- little weird, but you know, again, trying to trying to throw out a little bit of the diversity of the Saga Frontier soundtrack. Let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Devin. Yeah, real real simple one. I can get that one right. Devin. Thank you. 
Not a whole lot to that one, really, either. Just kind of fun incidental music. I don't really know the context for it, again, because uh, 20-something years since I played the game. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, fun little thing. Just kind of thought throw it in there again just for the diversity of sounds that are in the Soccer Frontier soundtrack. All right, we're going to go ahead and close it out with, uh, well, what else but a battle theme. So here's the third battle theme. You know, I kind of forget how many there are in this game. This might be the last. This is the last one for this disc, anyway, because it's also the last track we're covering for this disc. So, of course, it's the last one on this disc. Boy, I'm an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> here is the battle number three. So that one's a little bit more orchestra-heavy, don't you think? Yeah, I kind of dig the way this one sounds. It's, well, of course I dig it. Again, battle theme. That's just my thing, apparently. <laughs> definitely more of a feeling of import on that one. It definitely feels like there's a little bit more going on for this battle. Maybe it is a boss theme. Maybe it's just uh, something, maybe not even a boss theme, but just something like important is going on in the middle of that uh, thing. It's me saying it's a little bit more of import, right? Right. Anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, so that is the first disc of Saga Frontier. I will be back in a few days because I got this one out late because um, life happened. So yeah, but I uh, will have this. I'll have the next episode out here in a few days. So it'll be before the uh, before the weekend. So 
you'll sort of get shorted episode for last week, but you'll get two this week, so it just kind of balances things out. And also, don't forget the uh, new bonus episode will be out in a few days, too, because uh, I'm doing those uh, every other, well, twice twice monthly. I don't really have a date set for them, but if you go to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk and kick in $3 a month over there, you'll get the bonus episodes of Rocket With Your Card Out. We are on number 12 right now, and we're soon to be on 13 here, uh, maybe sometime in the middle of this releasing and the um, next episode of the uh, you know, Soccer Frontier one. So, yeah, you'll get pretty close to uh three episodes this week or no you'll get three episodes this week alone if you kick in three dollars i mean three dollars and you get the ac- or access to the back catalog of that and the bonus segments of multimedia failure and you also get bonus segments or not bonus segments but you also get the podcasts the other podcasts i do in higher quality audio in a handy catch-all feed so yeah if there's a whole bunch of podcasts we're doing and you can catch them all in one spot if, for three dollars a month which i think is a pretty sweet deal if you ask me i mean i've got some other podcasts i listen to that uh offer um, a little less for a lot more. And they're also more successful than I am, so who knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so for $5 a month, that will also get you a shout-out on the show, including everything else you mentioned. So I want to shout-out to Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, and Eric for kicking in the 5 bucks and keeping the lights on and my sanity as far as that goes. <laughs> yeah, because I do a lot of podcasts. Um, some might joke 80,000 podcasts, but no, no, definitely not that many. Just a lot. And any sort of uh, financial um, compensation for this uh, makes it feel like I'm just not talking to avoid. I mean, I see, I see the download numbers are pretty good, but um, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little disheartening sometimes when I see like, oh, I'm making this much money a month. So yeah, <laughs> put in a lot of work this, but you know, I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it, I suppose. So there's that. Anyway, uh, that'll wrap up this episode of Rocket With Your Card Out. As usual, you can go to uh, Twitter and follow me at Jason Ariola. You can follow the show on Twitter at Rowico Podcast. That is R-O-W-Y-C-O Podcast. Actually, we've also got a Instagram page and a Facebook page just for the, uh, the show specifically too now. Um, actually, just go to our, uh, just go check out the show notes. And I've got it all there in one handy link, or not one handy link, but, uh, you know, uh, hyperlinked with each one. Oh, God, I'm bad at this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I decided to do that because we got a social media manager and it's one thing I can take off my hands, and she is doing that for me now, so I really, really appreciate it, Jesse. Yeah, it takes a just a load off my shoulders. <laughs> anyway, that'll wrap up this episode of Rocket With Your Card Out. Um, so yeah, until the next episode, which is in a few days, and the bonus episode, which will be covering the last half of May releases for the previous, or in previous times, in the increments of five years. So we'll get uh, tracks that came out in late May of 1986, 1991, 1996, 2001, 2006, 2011, and 2016. Boy, I am not good at math. You know, I'm doing good okay right now, but I think once we get into next year when we're having to do twos and sevens, I'm going to have a hard time. (laughs) So anyway, that'll wrap up this episode. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you in a few days. Great. I knew that groove was in your heart.